Balotelli. Aguero! Lewandowski goes through again. Oh, he just can't do it. You just cannot be that good. That is an amazing goal. I think he's scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the penultimate league episode of the 50 Plus One Football Podcast, your home for all things Premier League and Bundesliga. I'm Billy, and with me is a man that if I was Gerd Muller, he'd be Robert Lewandowski. It's Lewis. Oh, babes. <laughs> Love that. That's right, guys. We're just going to keep this short and simple for the intro to the topics. It's going to be a bunch of top four action from both the Premier League and the Bundesliga because that is basically all there is left to talk about at this stage in the season with Bayern already being officially named champions for the 2021 season and the same goes for city and i'd also like to add a little bit obviously seeing as he was just mentioned about robert Lewandowski, get the the record and all that goes with it but without further ado should we start with the bundesliga top four race first can we because Oh, it's my favorite game I think I've ever checked on Sky Sports Football. I've never had so much animosity for a match that didn't involve Bayern. <laughs> it's so funny because I you've got a soft spot for Frankfurt. I really do, but that's kind of, you know, it's kind of a given seeing as I did work for them for a time. But it's just sort of been completely undone by the absolute circus of the managerial situation it really really has because here's the thing right that managerial circus started more or less with the Marco Rosa leaving Gladbach and we all saw what happened there Gladbach just went right off the rails they just didn't have a clue which way was right left front center anything they didn't have any idea how to sort themselves out they sort of they did sort themselves out at some point but only enough to now put them you know maybe they have a chance for the europa league qualification spot in seventh but that's about it the thing that gets me about this whole thing is that every sporting director saw what happened mentally with that gladbach team after the rosa um transfer was announced everyone saw the gladbach team lost their heads for lack of a better word and rosa lost the dressing room Simple as. And for Frankfurt and Gladbach to then sit down together and say, do you know what? We think it's going to be a good idea with about four or five games left in the season to announce that Adi Hütter is going to replace Marco Rosa at Gladbach. For me, is the most boneheaded decision you could have ever made because of course it's going to play on the minds of the Frankfurt players. Of course, it's going to cause a drop-off in form. And Frankfurt were a few weeks ago at a point where I think you said it best, barred some cataclysmic drop in form, they were going to have Champions League safe. And we've had that cataclysmic drop. I mean, there's no other way to put it at this point. You don't lose 4-3 
to an already relegated Schalke team who on their best day couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo when it came to scoring goals. They've, they've, not, they've not scored all season, more or less. Schalke only have 25 goals to their, for the whole team this season. Literally. Erling Haaland, Andre Silva, and Robert Lewandowski have all scored more goals than the whole Schalke team this season. They have 16 points after 33 matches, and Frankfurt lose to them when for Frankfurt, everything's on the line. It would have been the first Champions League season for Frankfurt in the club's history. And now they've completely and utterly thrown it away. Oh, it's more... I think if, if we did the math right, it is mathematically impossible for Frankfurt to make it to the top four at this point. Uh, if Dortmund win today. As it stands right now, Dortmund are winning 1-0 against Mainz, which would put them at third place with 61 points. Wolfsburg at 60 and Frankfurt at 57. And Wolfsburg still have a game in hand on Frankfurt. So even if... Here's the thing. for Wolfsburg could lose both games and Frankfurt could win against Freiburg next weekend and Frankfurt still wouldn't have the goal difference to overtake Wolfsburg. I want to say I don't understand, but I do understand because swapping managers around midway through a season is never good for anyone. Even if everyone at the club knows, don't make it public because then you just open yourself to, well, all this. We've seen it with Gladbach. We're seeing it with Frankfurt. And at Frankfurt, have they got a new manager yet? No. The rumors were circulating that they might be getting Raul, who right now is in charge of Real Madrid-Castilla. But well, he's, he's since quashed the rumors by saying, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a man for this club, meaning Real Madrid. So I'm... Yeah, there's, there's rumors of Zidane leaving at the end of the season and Raul taking over. Imagine but that. Surely... I, I know there's a lot more wrong at Frankfurt than just Hutter, but would Edin Terzic not be a, a boy? You show? might. Do you know what? You might just have the prediction of the season because I didn't even think of Terzic to be honest. That'd be a shout. Here's why that would be a shout as well because Terzic has just shown that he is capable of taking teams to a new level, and. You know, Dortmund, they took a bit under Terzic to get going, but after Terzic got, you know, the team right, he got Dortmund back into the top four. And they played some unbelievable quick one-touch attacking football. It was like the Dortmund under Klopp. And it against, especially against Leipzig in the DFB Pokal final, it was such a great, show of attacking football that I think he would be such a good idea for Frankfurt to get their hands on. And in all honesty, especially now after he's won a trophy, I cannot for the life of me see him stay on as a co-manager under Michael Rosa next season. Because the whole team is going to then be thinking, you know, this guy, there's a new guy coming in who more, for, for lack of a better word, has you know, shit the bed with Gladbach the last third of a season. He's not done 
all too well. He doesn't have a single trophy to show for for any of his work. And, you know, he lost the dressing room with Gutba last season. And then we have this other guy who's now supposed to be the co-manager who has just won us a title last season after literally being in charge for six months. I don't know about you, but I would have a hard time listening to Rosa when Tez is just in the same room. I was going to say, imagine he's taken Dortmund from relative obscurity to Champions League. You know, if they beat Mainz today, then they've definitely got Champions League. Yeah. Which is massive because there was all that talk like, oh, well, Dortmund aren't going to get Champions League, so they're going to lose Haaland and Sancho and all their good young stars that want to play in the Champions League. But now they've they're there and they've won a domestic trophy. Yeah. I mean, we said it, we said it, I think about five weeks ago that we could not see Dortmund making Champions League and even Europa League would be a stretch. Boy, were we wrong. (laughs) But I like being wrong about Dortmund. I like Dortmund. Yeah, they definitely, it, it would have been sad to see them drop out of Champions League spots just quickly before we move on from Frankfurt and Schalke Matthew Hopp yeah does he stay and play a season in Bundesliga 2 or does he move because he clearly is you know one of the better players in that side and you could probably pick him up relatively cheaply uh, depends on what Schalke's money struggles are because they are relatively large. But I think at some point you have to make the decision: is that player worth selling on for to get a couple more mil in the bank, or is that a player who could very well lead you back into the Bundesliga? And he's young, so he probably wouldn't mind doing a season of Bundesliga too. I mean, he's already said himself. Um, if I remember correctly, that he wants to stay at, Sch- stay at Schalke no matter if they play first or second Bundesliga. So in my eyes, I think Schalke thin out some of the other players who are taking up a lot of wages on their on, on their roster and keep Matthew Hopp because he's shown that he's a good striker. And in Bundesliga too, I think he could definitely do a job. And Schalke are going to be one of the favorites to go right for a direct promotion again into the uh, into the first division. I was going to say because you wouldn't think they'd have Huntelaar for another season. Probably will leave. No, I think that's also another reason why Schalke are mismanaged into the ground because those players who they brought back in, like Kolasinac, Huntelaar, um, they proved to be more a hindrance than a help. Well, there we go. I mean, it probably won't be long before he moves on from Schalke. Yeah. Give it a couple of weeks and then he'll be back at Ajax or something. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of sad as well because you would think that a, cl- that a player who's like, oh, you know, I, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to a club that, you know, I had so many great times with and I want to help them out. And then the first thing he does is get rid of the manager who is in there and then the club get relegated and most likely he'll leave. It just kind of goes to show that he was there more for the glamorous, you know, return than anything else. Because, you know, if he really was serious about it, 
he'd make an intention known that he would even stay at the club, no matter what happens for, you know, relatively little money wage wise and help them get back into Bundesliga too. But I just don't see it happening. And Kolasinac, I highly doubt he's going to stay at Schalke in Bundesliga too. Well, from a young up and coming striker to it's not even arguably anymore to the best striker in world football at the moment. Ooh. Ooh. The big man did it. He's equaled the record. He's equaled it. He could have arguably also obliterated the record and gotten at least two more because he had two chances. And one of them was a massive sitter that, you know, I'd say it's harder to miss that than it is to put it away. But then again, if the man scored 40 this season, he's ho- it's only human that he misses a sitter. You know, at some point it's going to happen. Even the best are going to happen. It's going to happen. But you just have to think about how much 40 goals in one season really is. Because if Harry Kane scores 20 in a season in the Premier League, it's already being looked at as a very good season by him. And Lewandowski's just done and scored double that. He's mad. And the thing is, though, top scorer in the Premier League is Salah and Kane with 22. Top scorer in Serie A is Ronaldo with 29. And the same in La Liga with Messi. So they're like, that's a, still a lot of goals, even at 29. And he's done it in six games less than Gerd Muller. Like Gerd Muller did it in 30, 34. This yeah. is in 28. It's crazy. Cause, yeah, because Lewandowski had that stint where he missed a few games. So if you think about it really, yeah, it's 40 goals in 28 matches. If that doesn't get you, and I say I say this with extreme caution because I've been a very massive critic about the fact that Ballon d'Or is usually, score, usually given out to the guy who scores the most goals. But given the fact that this is the case, if Lewandowski doesn't already have his name stamped on that Ballon d'Or trophy, I don't know. Like It's definitely a political decision because there is no way you can tell me that any other player deserves it more. No, it has to be. Sure, surely it has to be. Unless they cancel it again. Yeah, unless they cancel it again. Or they or someone tries to tell me that, you know, Kevin De Bruyne deserves it more. No. Like, no. Like it's not Kevin De Bruyne, it's not even been Kevin De Bruyne's best season by his own standards. Let alone oh, no. let alone comparing him to Robert Lewandowski. No, the thing the thing that's probably going the thing the sad thing that might happen though is that they say whoever wins the Champions League, one of those teams is going to also sh- uh, have the Ballon d'Or winner to show for it. But I, for the life of me, I can't tell you. Yeah, but who I can't would you who would you give it to? That's that's the thing. Kevin De Bruyne would be the only one who came who would come to mind. But no one in that City team has really stood out for me as being an exceptional player, better than many of his counterparts in other leagues as well. Christ knows it'll be a rob- daylight robbery. Oh, it would. But I mean, last year it was already a daylight robbery that they canceled the Ballon d'Or just because it wasn't Ronaldo or Messi getting it. So <laughs> it's a massive conspiracy. Do you but, think he'll do one better in the last game? 
Ooh, so this is a very, very interesting topic, right? Because today on the uh, on the Sky Sports football debate, Didi Haman, former Liverpool legend, um, he came, went on and said it would be a great showing for football in general if Bayern were like, we're benching Lewandowski and we're going to keep him tied on goals with Gerd Müller and not going to let him have the record on his own, which in my eyes, it's a nice sentiment, but that's a bit much. No records are there to be broken, man. You don't. Oh yeah. But it stood for, for decades. It's like, yeah. And who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm with, I'm with you hundred percent. I think that's, that's just, that's just done. Although I did say to someone this week, you know, it's Hansi Flick's last buying game. You could go out on an absolute madness and just not pick Lewandowski for the squad at all. But just go out with two middle fingers raised. <laughs> just, just as the biggest, just a massive fuck you to management. Surely he uh, that, has to do it. One uh, more he, goal. He has to do it. He literally, it's one more. I mean, he scored in the last two games. He scored four goals. I mean, if I was Augsburg, I'd just let him walk one in. Oh, uh, that yeah, because Augsburg are safe from relegation anyway. Exactly. You just have both both teams just part and let them just walk one through. Just, just to make sure it happens. I mean, it's literally, at this point, it's a training match for everyone except Lewandowski, who was chasing that record. And I'm sorry, but Lewandowski is... Uh, he, he's, he's the best striker there for a reason. And that's because he has a hunger that is never satisfied. And I could not imagine him saying, oh, do you know what? I'm going to let Getmüller have this record and be tied for it. Like, hell no. I'll let the old man keep his record. Nah, it's just, it, that'd be like Lewis Hamilton in F1 going and saying, you know, I'm going to throw every race from now on until my career not win another race just so I can be level with uh, Michael Schumacher on most races. It's wins. Like, no. Foolish. Foolish from Diddy Haman. Even though I usually very much appreciate his input, and I think he's probably one of the best pundits on Sky Sports Germany, but, you know, that was a tad bit of a, of a mad moment for him. <laughs> well, shall we leave Germany and go across to the Premier League? To the Premier League, which... It's very exciting. Yeah. All three teams have been relegated. Sheffield United, West Brom and Fulham. City have won the league. It's only one Champions League space that needs to be settled. Yeah, I'm very much... Or I I think you're hard put to uh, say that Leicester are now not going to make Champions League at 66 points when Liverpool have 61 you know they've just Leicester just won the FA Cup against Chelsea that should give them a massive confidence boost because you've just won a final against a team who are going to be playing the Champions League final at the end of this month and they've got to play Chelsea on Tuesday oh we get the replay we get Chelsea v Leicester again on Tuesday can we also appreciate the shithousery from uh who was it Amarte who who threw the pendant? <laughs> I enjoyed that. Thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm not gonna lie, like it is a bit of shit housery, but still a tad tad disrespectful. No, like, it's fine. 
because Ben Chilwell celebrated <laughs> against the team that gave him a career. And when that got chalked off for offside, I, I've never laughed so hard in my life. Oh, love that. Love that. Last thing on the FA Cup, though. Have you seen Yuri Tielemann's goal? Oh, yeah. Screamer. <laughs> it would be unfair for them to not have won that after that goal. <laughs> On that goal alone. That goal alone should have just... The referee should have just blown the whistle, the full-time whistle right there and then. Also, another thing. <laughs> Cup finals are quite, you know spectacular events yeah so <laughs> what went through thomas tuchel's mind when he got dressed on saturday morning oh go, i know i'll wear matching tracksuit puffer jacket and hat look like he'd been thrown through the club shop covered in glue <laughs> wear a suit you scruffy bastard I'm 100% with you on that one cuz I'm sorry but even in the like the, the during the uh during during the DFB Pokal final as well they get dre- like they both managers they weren't wearing suits and ties but they weren't they were wearing you know like they they were already you know dressed relatively nicely like no one was wearing a track suit or anything like that and you know, Champions League final you also you wear a suit like that's that's just how that that's just how that it, works it could be the scruffiest Champions League final ever if Tuchel wears that club tracksuit, Pep wears that jumper. Oh, just don't, just don't. I mean, I'm honestly looking back on Pep Guardiola's time at Bayern, where the man wore a suit to most league games. I don't see that happening. It's only since he's gone to Manchester City that his that his match day style is kind of kind of relaxed a little bit. But there was that one. There was one thing that was, I think, went for Pantsgate or or something like that because Pep always wears those very tightly cut uh, suit trousers, and then while celebrating a Bayern goal, it, they just went ripped down one one pant leg. So that might be one of the factors why he has relaxed the match day attire. But yeah, no, I hate it when when managers wear the uh, wear the club tracksuit anyway. But I guess you know on you know a normal Premier League match day or a Bundesliga match day, fine. But I still think it, I I don't like it. As you said, thrown through the club merch shop and then just covered in glue. Literally, it's, but that's that's my gripe. I'm sure he'll be wearing a suit for the Champions League final, and if he doesn't, he I can better help. He better be. But I suppose. So, yeah, there's only one real place left, and it's fourth. Yeah. And even though Liverpool beat United on Thursday, I still yeah. don't think they'll get it. The season's just been too brutal for them, hasn't it? Well, they just haven't been good enough all season. So they've got Crystal Palace on the last day. And they also have Burnley on Wednesday. This being the Burnley team that beat them 1-0. You know, it's results like that. And earlier on in the week, there was a lot of... When United played that, for lack of a weakened team, that included a World Cup winner, Champions League winner... Uh, David De Gea, who's won the league before, they God knows how many times. 
you know, there was there was only three kids in that team, so it wasn't really a weakened team. When you got Travis Sinclair on Talksport claiming that United should be docked points for not respecting the league, it's like fucking bore off. Just because you played football clearly shows that you don't understand football. Four games in seven days. Take a day off, Trev. But so, so we're so we're going back to unbiased uh, commentary. Now, oh, I'm right? just I, <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's, no, there's a bias there, but it, it did get to me because he clearly doesn't. Un, you know, okay, Trevor, you play four games in seven days, and travel from Italy up and down the country as well. Yeah, yeah. But all, all the Liverpool fans on Twitter were were crying like. Oh, why was Oli picking a weakened team against Leicester? Because if Leicester won, then obviously Liverpool couldn't get... It was harder for Liverpool to get total four. And it's yeah. like, well, you lost 1-0 to Fulham, 1-0 to Burnley, and 1-0 to Brighton. So, you know, results like that, and you don't really deserve Champions League football. No, no. it's like That's like Bayer Leverkusen trying to tell you that uh, they should get top four still even though they went on a run of eight losses in 12 matches at some point during this, during the second half of the season. Like, no, that's not how, that's not how football works. If you don't get the results, you can't start crying about other teams weakening their teams so that uh, when they play your rivals, like that's not how, that's not how football works. If that, if you need, that's like saying, um, uh, this, this one refereeing decision was the pinnacle of the whole game like if you put it down to one call then you still probably weren't good enough unless you know there's barring some you know like the most even football match ever played on this earth but you know it that it just like no if you didn't get the results early in early enough in the season you should not be crying about it when you know you need help from other teams at the end simple as yeah you know and West Brom are currently drawing 1-1 with already relegated West Brom I'm sorry, West Brom are drawing with West Brom? Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Liverpool are drawing with already relegated West Brom. This isn't like yeah. when Aston Villa played their under-23s team and lost. This is completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah, there's 20 minutes to go and Liverpool have... It's been quite an even game, actually. But, you know, results like this, if it stays the same, it probably won't. But if it stays the same, then... That's top four goodbye. You can kiss that goodbye and, and focus on playing Astana and uh, Zoya in the Ukraine. <laughs> so, you know, I won't hear it when people say, yeah, but we deserve, you know, you, oh, but Leicester don't deserve it. Chelsea don't deserve it. Chelsea well, under Frank do. Lampard didn't deserve it, but Chelsea yeah. and Thomas Tuchel definitely do. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. You know, the points at the end of the season speak volumes. They got those points. They got the results needed. If you don't get the results needed, end of story, bang, bye. Just like Bayern, we can, like, you can, they can cry all they want about the fact that they probably were the better team over two legs against Paris, but that doesn't mean that they deserve to go through. No, if they didn't take their opportunities in the first game and buried, you know, six or seven chances then you don't deserve to go through. Same deal with uh, with the league. If you don't get the points needed to get top four, then you don't deserve to be there. I think something that was made abundantly clear in that United-Liverpool game as well 
was just how important and underrated Harry Maguire actually is. Yeah, but we've already been through this. We like Harry Maguire definitely deserves a higher place in many people's rankings when it comes to center backs. Like he's he's just become some sort of meme because he's got a big forehead. And that's literally it. You know, yeah, okay, there's the there's the odd mistake, but largely they're you know, the game's a mistake free from him. It's having a defender alongside him in Victor Lindelof that can't defend. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, that definitely is part of it. But there's also a reason why, you know, obviously I still don't think he was worth the the money paid for him because it's just oh, an God, outrage. No. It's an outrageous sum of money to spend. But, you know, I still think that he is definitely one of the best center backs in the Premier League. And people should definitely recognize him as such. Because you can't just tell me that, you know, uh, United, they just, they, they just, score more goals than they than they let in and that's the only reason that they that, that they make it through it's like well that's that's not the point is it you, you if you actually take a look at the united games that they've won and then they and that they they've lost it's very clear who's saving the ass for lack of a better word just oh it's it's so frustrating and i'm really not looking forward to Another summer. Oh, that summer is going to be some fun times. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to sort out how we're going to best bring you esteemed li- listeners all the latest tr- transfer summer news. But I'd say on that note, we'll end it for this week. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and comment on all of our social media channels that's facebook instagram and twitter for at sports and also make sure to head over and check out the latest episodes and previous episodes of the 50 plus one football podcast on spotify google podcasts or the rss feed under 50 plus one football podcast but thank you very much for listening guys keep calm of the beautiful game